This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Now, 630 Chad presents the Elks this week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. It's another Monday night and another 30 minutes of Edmonton Elks and CFL talk here on uh, The Voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630. Chad, they say it's the most important position in the game, and we have got some quarterbacking news for you tonight. It's been a very uh, eventful couple of days as far as the quarterbacking situation goes for the Edmonton Elks. Yesterday at Fan Day, Chris Jones not shy about announcing that Taylor Cornelius will get the start at quarterback for the Elks in their game Thursday night in Montreal against the Alouettes. Cornelius has not dressed for a game this year. Uh, he, of course, started, what, eight games down the stretch last year after Trevor Harris was injured and then traded and has now uh, got himself into the lineup for this season for the first time. He'll be the third starting quarterback in the sixth game of the season. So that right there tells you something's going on. Nick Arbuckle started the first three games of the year, all losses. Today, he was traded to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, he goes to Ottawa for a fourth-round draft pick, uh, Nick Arbuckle. Uh, 74 of 115 uh, for 892 yards this year. He also threw two touchdowns, but also threw eight interceptions. Not all of them his fault, All of them, some of them in different situations in the game, but he's still got eight inter- interceptions on his resume. So he's gone to Ottawa for a fourth-round draft pick. The news on Trey Ford is a couple of weeks at least. Uh, I think the earliest we will see him back would be the game after the bye week. Uh, the Elks play this week in Montreal, then they're home on the 22nd to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, then they have a bye week, and we may see Trey Ford after that, but that is still a couple of weeks down the road and something to be uh, uh, watch something to watch and wait for over the next uh, few weeks as he tries to uh, get better from that shoulder injury collarbone injury that he suffered in the game against the Calgary Stampeders man what a horrible night that was wasn't it uh, the rain delay the lightning delay the scoreboard all made it for a long evening for everybody at uh, the Rickfield Commonwealth Stadium on Thursday night of last week as the Elks lost to the Calgary Stampeders 49 to 6 in Montreal this week. Chris Jones was saying it yesterday. He's putting that game, the team putting that game behind them, moving forward and trying to get better for this coming week. Uh, we talked about the trade. Nick Arbuckle sent to the Ottawa Red Blacks today for a fourth-round draft pick. Earlier tonight on Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins talked with uh, the Elks assistant general manager, G. Roy Simon, who said the trade was initiated by Ottawa. Ottawa had a had a need at quarterback. Um, you know, they they talked to us previous, um, but you know, when Masoli went down with the injury, the, their their needs became a little more um, a little a little more. It was an emergency for them, so um, they called us and 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 presented us with the offer and said, and and we we took it. Uh, we feel good about Taylor Cornelius. We feel good about uh, Kai Loxley, and. Um, 
you know, we're, we we feel like we're in a good spot at the quarterback spot position with with you know, with you know Taylor's got to come come along and 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 make some throws. But I think um, I think he's going to do a good job. Uh, Trey Ford got the win in his debut against Hamilton. Made that really exciting play against Calgary, avoiding the rush and then connecting for a long bomb pass. What is his injury update? If you're able to share, G. Roy. Well, I can't give you an injury. Uh, you know, he's he's out he's out this week, and 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 we'll just kind of leave it at that. But you know, Trey's going to be an exciting player for a long time in this league, and and um, you know, we're definitely excited about him and 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 the the things that he can do and the way he's going to progress in this league. So, um, you know, Trey's. He, he's a guy that we obviously took high in the draft because we felt that he can he can compete at a high level, and he's he's done that from day one. So um, when he gets back, you know we'll 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 have a great uh, we'll have a great room of quarterback. Elks assistant general manager G. Roy Simon earlier tonight with Reed Wilkins on six thirty Chad Inside Sports. So Trey Ford is injured. Nick Arbuckle is gone, and that leaves Taylor Cornelius as the starting quarterback for the Elks on Thursday night in Montreal. Elks center David Beard said Cornelius has had a pretty good week of prep, getting set for his first start of the season. Halfway through the week of practice, seeing great things so far. Uh, love Taylor. He's, he's a great quarterback. Um, looking forward to seeing, seeing him get after it on uh, the game. Uh, and truthfully, as a... As it comes to quarterback skills and abilities and measurables, like he's everything you could ever ask for. Um, he's he's a great big guy with a big arm and got eyes and can move with his feet. So, yeah, we're excited to utilize that and we're excited to see him um, get another shot. Lots to talk about as uh, we bring in uh, the uh, radio color analyst on Elks broadcast here on 630. Jed, my partner, Dave Campbell, joins us now. Hey, Dave. Hey, Morley. Uh did it catch you by surprise today? I know, I think this trade happened very fast because Chris Jones talked to the media today. Nick Arbuckle was still on the field at practice today for the Elks. And I think by the time I got home from practice today, the the release had come out about the trade. I don't think they were holding out on us because I don't know, I believe Ottawa wouldn't allow him to practice with Edmonton after they had made the trade. So I think this trade yeah. kind of came together very quickly after practice today. I, I think so, and I just think for the Elks' point of view, and they said that Ottawa initiated the trade, and I totally believe that because they have a need with Jeremiah Masoli out now for uh, a long, long time, up to, up to what, three months, I guess, three, four months. So, yeah, they would, they would come calling, and uh, I think for Chris Jones, it's an opportunity to just kind of clear up his quarter, quarterback room a little bit. And it's clear to me, Morley, that he is – he and the offensive coaching staff, they have moved on from Nick Arbuckle. Um, when you have what happened on Thursday night, and it was tough because Trey Ford comes out of the game, the game plan dramatically changes because you're going from a mobile quarterback to a, a quarterback who who is a better pocket passer and is a more accurate passer and, no, and is more knowledgeable about the game. But unfortunately, his, the execution was wasn't there. Uh, and then you have Kyle Oxley, who, who's being used and has, hasn't repped a quarterback for, oh, I don't know, I mean, since week one, probably. And uh, he's he's getting more reps than Nick Arbuckle, and then they have to go back to Nick Arbuckle because Loxley was hurt. I mean, to me, it's, it, 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 it just seems that they were ready to move on. And then they named Taylor Cornelius the starter, who's been a healthy scratch for the first uh, five games or you know, five games of the season. Uh, it, to me... 
you know, I, I don't know when it was going to happen, but it was going to happen at some point that Nick Arbuckle was no longer going to be a part of this football team because I think this, uh, I think Chris Jones in his in his mind had, had settled on the fact that, you know what, I, I don't think this 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 individual, and it's not that he hates him, it's not that he doesn't like him, it's just for for what he wants his his quarterback to be and how he wants his quarterback to play. Nick Arbuckle wasn't that quarterback anymore for him. And you can't say Arbuckle didn't get the opportunity because he was the starter out of the gate uh, to begin the season, and he got the first three games of the year, didn't get any wins, and it was at that point uh, when the Elks were 0-3 that Chris Jones made the decision uh, to go with Trey Ford at quarterback. So Arbuckle just, I, I think, and I was talking about it with Reed before the show, I think that that injury at in the Winnipeg game in the preseason, because he was so good in that preseason game, but then he got injured, uh, he lost a week and a bit of practice, and he just never got back to where he was at that point yeah because at that point he was the best quarterback out of the uh well it started at six i think and then it got whittled down to about four uh four quarterbacks but he was the best he he was the best clearly Clearly. the best too yep knowledge accuracy pocket presence uh touch on the ball getting the ball out on time poise in the pocket he was the best and he played very well in winnipeg and you're right. I think uh, the the injury that it kind of derailed him. Now he came into the first week in Vancouver against the Lions. First two drives, not too bad, but they settled for six points, and and, and that's it. And then it, you know we know that game was awful. And then against the the Riders, you know I thought it was not too bad. Slow start, slow start. He didn't complete his first pass till about five minutes left in the in the first half. But then he started to roll, got a 300 yard night. But Morley, it was in that game. It was a strip sack by Larry Dean, and he did, didn't account for Larry Dean in the coverage or it, the fact he was going to rush and a little too slow in, in, in the mechanics. And then in the Calgary game, I thought his best performance as far, far as getting the ball out fast, playing clean, and then he throws just an errant ball to nowhere, to, to, and Cameron Judge picks it off, and then the next play, Malik Henry, uh, scores a touchdown off of Bo Levi, Bo Levi Mitchell. And then in the game on Thursday, I, I think there's 17 points you put on Nick Arbuckle. When he came in for Trey Ford, sack, takes him out of field goal range. Underthrows Kenny Lawler. It's an interception right before the half that would have been uh, a ball inside the 10-yard line, and he overthrows Darrell Walker in, early in the, in the second half. And then we know what happened. Sergio Castillo misses the field goal, and uh, it was uh, Peyton Logan taking it back for 122 yards. And I yep. think at that point, I think Chris Jones had enough. I think Stephen McAdoo has had enough. I mean, once once they know, they know. I mean, we saw this back in 2015. When they were ready to move on from Matt Nichols to James Franklin, what did they do? They said, and it was almost like, you remember, we were in a scrum, uh, similar to, you know, kind of similar circumstances. We're in a scrum. And like Chris Jones said to us yesterday, he said, James Franklin's my quarterback. That's it. He, once he knows, he knows, and he, and, he turns, and he turns to that decision, and he will never look back. And I knew from that point on yesterday, Nick Arbuckle's time was very, very short. Indeed. All right, so Taylor Cornelius gets the start in Montreal on Thursday. He's waited patiently. Uh, Chris Jones says he's been a good soldier. He's been he's taking time in the meetings. He's still arriving early and staying late, working on his craft. He's earned a chance, I guess, and we'll see what he's got on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's he's been a good teammate, like you said. He's been in the meetings. He's 
he's done what he's supposed to do. And he said last year, I kind of felt like I was in the same boat where I just had to bide my time uh, working under or behind Trevor Harris. And then he got his opportunity uh, through injury, but eventually he was the guy. So we'll see what happens. You know, we know the book on Trevor uh, on, on uh, Taylor Cornelius. He's got a big arm. He's got tremendous mobility. He can make any throw on the field. He can hurt defenses. It's the one thing that just drives everyone nuts, including you and I, is this that one decision, two decisions a game where you go, oh, that really has cost the Elks a football game. And you talked to, you know, I remember talking to uh, last uh, yesterday afternoon to a, a double E alumni, and he said the same thing. It's like, he's good. He's really good. It's just that one or two mistakes he makes in the game, that seems to be costly, and it's just it's almost like he has a brain fart, and he just forgets the situation or something like that. But this is his chance now. I mean, yep. at the moment, it's Taylor Cornelius, uh, Kyle Oxley, and, I, and maybe Trey Ford's ready to go for the BC Lions after the bye week. You know, maybe three weeks will be enough. You know, and if you consider the injury occurred last week, that'll be almost a month of recovery, right? So that's almost following the timeline of, of the collarbone injury. But we'll see. Uh, maybe another shoe will drop. I mean, I kind of thought Vernon Adams might be a fit for the Elks at some point. I thought, you know, the straight line was our buckle for Vernon Adams because it felt like the, the the two quarterbacks fit the other team better, better right? Uh, but it didn't happen that way. Um, so we'll see if that if that is in play at some point with Vernon Adams, because I don't necessarily think that that's off the table for, for, uh, you know, for, for, for now it might be, it may not be in a week, may not be in a month. I don't know. But right now you have the three it's to me, it's thin, but if Taylor Cornelius comes out on Thursday and has a great night, then that uh, backs off everyone about the uh, Elks quarterback and the concern that people have over it. Indeed. All right, Dave, thanks for your time tonight. Appreciate it. See you at the airport tomorrow. All right, you will indeed. That is uh, Dave Campbell. We're off to Montreal tomorrow. The uh, Elks will be in Montreal on Thursday to play the uh, Alouettes. We'll have that for you here on 6.30. Chad, 5.30 for the kickoff, 4 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff. We've had lots of quarterback talk. When we come back, we'll hear from the quarterback of the defense, the middle linebacker. The Elks have a new one. We'll introduce you to him when we return on the Elks this week. More football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Elks are heading to Montreal this week to play the Alouettes on Thursday night to start the CFL week this week. They will play the Alouettes at uh, 5.30 our time, 4 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff here on the voice of the Edmonton Elks 6.30. Chad will be an interesting game for Trey Watson. Uh, he was a Montreal Alouette to start the season, played for the first them for the first four games, had 17 defensive tackles and a quarterback sack, was a real good player for them. Then something happened. He got released on the morning of July 4th while the team was on bye week. And before he went to bed on July 4th, he was a member of the Edmonton Elks. I talked to him this morning after practice about what a hectic week it's been for him. It's been hectic, man. Um, you know, was really on vacation uh, out in Boston with the family, enjoying the bye week. Uh, get the call that things are happening, and then 24 hours later, I'm I'm literally flying or driving back to Montreal, flying here, um, and that's that's really the story, man. Uh, just trying to get situated, uh, trying to get ready for this game on Thursday. Um, excited to be here, excited for a, a new environment, a new opportunity. Um, but more than anything, just just appreciative of the opportunity. Did getting released surprise you? Absolutely, it did. Um, you know, I don't want to get into the details too much, um, but, 
you know, it, it was it was a mess, honestly, when I heard that, when I got that phone call that morning. Like I said, in the middle of my vacation, trying to enjoy family time, um, and things just went left. But you know, things happen for a reason, um, and I'm in the place I'm meant to be. Uh, family's safe, family's happy, and you know, get to, get to keep getting paid playing football at the end of the day. It didn't seem long before the Elks reached out to you either. There was a quick turnaround. Absolutely, it was quick. Um, had, had a lot of teams reach out to me, honestly. Like I said, it was probably one of the busier days of my of my football career. Um, also representing myself, I kind of literally had to deal with everything personally. Uh, so that kind of adds a layer to the to the day. Um, and also visiting a, a Red Sox game at the same time doesn't help. But it was, it was a hectic day. Um, Edmonton reached out extremely quick. Uh, talked to G-Roy, talked to Coach Jones. Um, and, and the rest is history. I'm here to, ready to get it. Why did you feel it was a good fit to come here? You know, um, with everything happening, I kind of, you know, could have felt down, could have felt like, you know, why did that happen after it kind of felt like I would play probably the best game of my CFL career to date. Um, but Edmonton reached out quickly. Um, they were they were aggressive in the right way. And I just felt like it made sense. You know, when when someone shows interest, uh, you, you know, you believe them. Um, and they, you know, they, they let me know what the situation was and uh, that I could come in and contribute and help win football games. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Did you know much about Chris Jones and his style of defense? Did that play into it? Because he, he likes guys who like to make plays and put them in the right position. Absolutely. Um, when, you know, when I spoke to them on the phone, they said, hey, man, you know, we like your play style. Um, you, play, you play physical. You play aggressive. Um, you give effort every single play. And that's, that's what they wanted. Um, so it just makes sense. I, you know, obviously got to hear a little bit about him coming back to Toronto last year. And then, uh, you know, taking over the, the program here. Um, but it, like I said, it, it just made sense. Everything about it just worked. Um, and at the end of the day, man, I, I get to keep playing football, and that, that was the most important thing. And in a weird twist of fate, your first game in green and gold is going to be back in Montreal. It's, uh, how are you feeling about that? You know, it's, it's kind of meant to be. Um, they said if they would have been able to get me here one day sooner, I would have played last week. Um, but it just didn't work out. Uh, so, you know, things line up for a reason, like I said. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun one on Thursday. Do you go there with a with a chip on your shoulder? Do you go there a little bit maybe more nervous than you might be in, a, in other games because of the situation? Uh, I don't really get nervous before football games. More than anything, I get excited. Um, and with this kind of opportunity, it's, it's not a revenge thing. Uh, like I said, things happen, and, and they were meant to happen at the end of the day. Uh, so I feel like I'm in a, a better situation, a better environment with people who want me to be here. Uh, that's what you want in any job, especially when you're playing professional football. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, it works. It works out. I get to play against a lot of dudes who are my friends, a lot of dudes who I call my brothers. Um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm there to win, and all that same effort and tenacity, they're gonna they're gonna have to deal with it on Thursday. Had the coaching change happened in Montreal before you got released, or did that happened? No, sir. So that that happened immediately after, and like I said, it was, you know, it was it was a whirlwind of things that happened in those couple days. Um, so you know, looking looking back on it, you know, it, it's it's probably better that I ended up getting out of there just because. You know, I've dealt with a lot of turmoil and turnover in my football career, and it doesn't really bode well in terms of you being able to progress in your career as, a, as an athlete and as a man. Um, so, you know, being able to get out of there before all that kind of happens, um, you know, it's, it's just fortunate at the end of the day. And like I said, being in a place where you're wanted at the end of the day and where they're going to they're gonna look out for your best interests and, and help you become the best version of yourself as a, as a football player and then as a man and help me provide for my family. Um, that's most important and that's what I felt here and that's that's what I appreciate and I, I look forward to being able to you know help us win games here. I think you had a day or two last week of practice, uh, full week this week. How tough was it to pick up the playbook and, and get yourself ready? That's something I enjoy. That's something I look forward to. So I, you know I, I embrace that challenge. Um, you know fortunately once you once you get to the season. 
playbooks really, you're not in the whole playbook every single week. It's a, hey, this is our game plan for this week. This is our game plan for this week. Um, so we were able to kind of shrink it down and focus on that. Um, but I feel like I picked it up well. I feel extremely comfortable with it. Like I said, that's that's something I enjoy doing, having played, you know, numerous defenses over the course of my career. Um, and, it you know, it, it just works out well. But that's definitely not an issue. And I look forward to being out there and, and being comfortable in the system and, and being ready to just, you know, play fast. You know any guys here? Uh, yeah, I did know a couple. Um, I played with Matt Mingle this year and last year. I played with Rashawn Simonize. Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think who else did I know. Uh, I played with Jordan Scarlett in the preseason. He came in at the, at the same time as me. So, you know, when you're playing professional football and, and you played big-time Division One back in the States, you kind of get to know everybody. And at some point, guys are bouncing around from team to team, league to league. Uh, you just know people. Uh, and that always helps that, you know, that familiarity adds an extra layer of you get to enjoy what you're doing. Um, and it kind of, you know, builds camaraderie across just being a professional football player. Uh, everyone kind of experiences the same ups, downs, getting cut, you know, winning games, all those kinds of things. That is Elks middle linebacker Trey Watson, who will make his debut in green and gold on Thursday night in Montreal against the Alouettes. That was the team he last played for before he was released by them in early July. Our thanks to Trey Watson, Dave Campbell, David Beard, and G. Roy Simon for all being a part of uh, tonight's The Elks this week. Also, thanks to studio producer Chris Gardner for keeping us on track. Elks are in Montreal on Thursday. They'll play the Alouettes. We start our coverage at 4 o'clock with the countdown to kickoff. Uh, my name's Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.